Hey there, welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast, where we are rediscovering the ancient way. You can find us online 24-7 at pathtozion.com, and of course, right here on YouTube. And you can reach out to us via email at pathtozionpodcast at gmail.com. You can respond to anything you might see here. You have questions, you have challenges. We've had people ask us for some notes of what we've been uh, presenting. Um, we will email you everything we have. And it will be up to you to sort it out and decide where you land with it. Um, One thing on this program that we are here to do is to put something out on the table that is very unpopular, uncommon, and a lot of things that are just flat out not discussed. And nobody asks very many questions. We just ingest what we're given in most cases throughout our traditions of living, of 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 national-based identities of our belief systems, doctrines. We just kind of do our own version of what we were handed by those who went before us, and a lot of times we just don't really question that. We just do what we're told. Now, there, of course, is a rightful place for that. That's all throughout the Scriptures. If and when you are handed the truth and the eternal Word of God— through the proper lens and understanding of how it was intended to be received, then traditions are good. They're right and they're necessary. But a lot of these traditions are are young, are errant, and they are doctrinally unsound at best and sometimes flat out evil. Masquerading is light, which is what we've been talking about a lot lately. Um, I want to encourage you, if you're new to the program, we've got some lengthier Um, podcast video series that are on here, Um, Inhabitants Meant to Sojourn, where we examine the life of Isaac and the account of where he was commanded to be a sojourner and he dwelled in the land of Gerar and the things that we believe we can add to our life. And that study led to a real expose, if you will, unintentionally, of America's founding and the, the pantheon of gods and goddesses that established this nation, her belief system, the way she functions entirely um, through the Masonic cornerstone that was laid 200 years ago. Um, So we talked about Yeshua being the cornerstone, and there will be no other. Um, The more recent series, Spiritual Osmosis, the Assimilation of the Church, and we talked about how I believe the 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 modern version of Christianity has is has been and is now being and will continue to be assimilated and swallowed up into a one world religious system. Um, we went through step by step in three parts about how that has been happening from the very beginning of the onset of new religion Christianity post Yeshua Messiah um, and how it has been advancing a. A, a worldwide religious system where Jesus and Christianity is just being slowly lowered down into a big pot, if you will, of religious sects, all going into one, one, one world religious system. And so we talked about that. I think that that's a very intriguing thing that very few people are presenting as as what's happening right here before our very eyes. Now today, this is an interesting <laughs> interesting episode for sure, and, and I want to tell you a little bit about how this transpired. Um, this morning during our, our teaching time here at the house, um, 
the verse that, that came to my mind came to my mind as my day started. I got up early this morning, pre-dawn hours, to, to have some time of prayer. No big deal. It doesn't make me super spiritual. I'm not the most responsible um, with that, but today I did get up, and I spent some time in prayer. Now, before I did that, I turned the light on in our kitchen area, and for whatever reason, uh, as of late, that light has been flickering at the very beginning when you turn it on. And it did it again this morning, and and as it kind of flickered and, and fluttered, and then it went off for a couple seconds, and as it went off, the, the house, of course, went completely dark. Again, this is before the sun came up, and so the house was dark. And as I moved just a few steps away from the light, as it's flipping itself off, I was just startled by... The, the simple illustration that I want to share for just a few minutes today, um, and I'm going to elaborate, of course. Um, and so as I did that, I, I, I talked about John chapter 8, verse 12, which we're about to read, and I had some thoughts towards that. And, and as usual, I sat down and I started typing out some thoughts. I'm not working right now as far as for monetary purposes, <laughs> payment. And so time is plentiful. And so I just decided to sit down. And I said, Father, what do you want to say in this? What are you saying in this scripture of what you're speaking here? Yeshua, what did you mean in that verse? Because I've heard it my whole life, and we hear it as we read it on t-shirts and bumper stickers and sermon after sermon after sermon, but what does this really mean? And especially right now for me today and for your church, what would you say to your people today about this simple illustration? And friends, I'm just going to be honest. The next thing I know, it was three, maybe four hours later of studying some more things out. A lot of things I've known in measure but just this season, I'm telling you, this season, you know, you hear people, this is the season of, of truth being revealed and, you know, lies being exposed. And we hear all these dramatic words. Well, one thing I'm personally experiencing is this is an hour for eyes to be opened. I'm seeing it in my own life. I'm seeing it in my household. I'm seeing it in other brothers and sisters that I know personally and that I'm becoming familiar with and, and and beginning to know because of this program, people who are reaching out to us and saying, I feel that same thing. I feel that same stirring to return to what's been lost and what's been forsaken. And I don't really know what to do with it yet, but this is resonating with me. And so I am convinced without being hyper-emotional about it, that in this hour, there are some things being revealed. There are some things being unveiled off of our eyes. Now, we could go into scripturally why that's happening now. Of course, it's primarily all speculative, but I do have a, an understanding, I think, about why these things are happening now, but we won't get into that for the sake of time. Now, this, this series is going to be another series, is going to be twofold. And, and, and in quick summary, you know, we get basically two camps with this program. You get people who say, Joel, I don't know what you're saying. You talk about some of this Hebrew stuff. A lot of people say that Jewish stuff. You talk about this. You talk about that. I got no grid for that stuff. I don't know what you're talking about. 
Or, I sent this to my relative. She watched the first 10 minutes. She didn't understand what in the world you're talking about, so she turned it off. Can you condense some things down? Now, all these things, these these, um, suggestions that we receive are valued, appreciated, and and put into the, the, the crock pot of what we do here. Because I believe in rightly adjusting what we do because if it's not landing with people, then why in the world would we bother doing it? We're trying to stick to what the Father's called us to, yes, but it has to go somewhere. I could do this by myself. And so there's that side, and then there's the other side, which is, man, I wish you would have made that even longer. I wish you would have spent another 30 minutes on point 18 that you made in the 12-part series. Man, I wish you would have taken that thing that you presented and you blew right by and just made a whole episode out of that. And so here we have this dilemma, right? We have those who are, man, can you make this in some bite-sized chunks for us? And then others who are saying, man, can you expand this even bigger? So what do we do? We try our best to do what the Father's asking us to do in the best way that he has made us able and capable of doing it. And so this study is going to hopefully satisfy both camps. Why? Because this, this one is titled, One Source... One light of life, Yeshua, Jesus. One source, one light of life, Yeshua. Now this one, part one, we have level one. Level one is going to be very simple. It's going to be somewhat topical. It's going to be something that most people, most teachers, preachers, Bible study guys could read this text and give a little commentary on it. And it would be well and good and very applicable, but very simple, very topical, very easy to digest, very presentable to the widespread Christian public that this goes out to. Now, that being said, the one source, one light of life, Yeshua, level one, will conclude in this part, and it will be brief. Now, up next will be level two. Now, level two is going to go down. And I'm not even kidding. This is going to go down. Now, if the last two series just weren't quite your thing, this will definitely not be your thing either. I will tell you now to give you a little teaser. If you want to know truth, if you want to know why you, we, people do what we do, and you are willing to say, maybe I'm just ignorant, Maybe we've been deceived. Maybe we're doing a whole bunch of things, traditionally speaking, that are evil at the outset, and it would do me good to know so that I can be free of the bondage that I do not even know I am within. So, again, one source, one light of life, Yeshua. Today, level one. Up next will be level two for those of you deep thinkers who want some meat. I mean, like, 20-pound T-bone meat, okay? So let's start, again, let's start simple. Appetizer, if you will. John chapter 8, verse 12. Yeshua spoke to them again, and this is what he said. This is a verse we've all heard our whole lives. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light which gives life. Another version says the light of life. Now, again, let's just be clear. We've heard this, but let's let's not just leave it up here in our casual intellect that, and, and wherever that lands in us where we heard it the first time or the last sermon we heard about it. 
Yeshua Jesus, spoke, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light which gives life. Okay, so there's some specifics here that let's just point out real quick before I just kind of read some stuff here. This is a light that gives life. And so the reason we're told this is because this is a specific light. Okay, this is a light that gives off, produces, and is of life, substance. Okay, it's not, it's not something just like this metaphor. It is a, it is a life-giving light. Okay, he is. Now, now let me just kind of read some of this for the sake of staying precise and getting through level one. For those of you that want me to get to it and say, have a good day. Okay, so as I've already shared, when I flipped off that light, or flipped on rather that light this morning that's been giving us trouble in our house, it flickered on and off. And as it went black, I realized in the darkness that I desperately needed that light to maneuver around my house. There were no other lights on, no daylight. It was my sole source of light. And without it, I would be fumbling around in the darkness, of course, in the morning. And so this is kind of what I grabbed out of this. Again, we're staying up here. When you turn a light on in the daytime or when other lights are already on, that one light is really not a necessary light. Okay? So like if it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon on a sunny day and you turn a light on in your kitchen, in your den, it doesn't really much matter. It doesn't really light up the room. The light... The room is already illuminated. And so that light comes on. It doesn't really have much purpose. It doesn't have much function. And let's just be honest, it's just not necessary. There's no point in leaving it on. But when that light that you turn on is in the complete darkness and is your only source of light, it is of utmost importance. If it goes out, it is clearly noticed. It affects all that you do. There is no missing that it is off when it goes off. You are dependent upon it entirely to light whatever it is you're doing. Okay, so you understand what I'm saying. That light this morning when it was going on and off, I needed that light because I had no other source of light to help me move about my morning. I was dependent upon it. When I flipped that switch, I was dependent upon it to come on. When Yeshua came to earth as the God-man, he demonstrated to us that there is but one light of the world, himself. He is the source. In this age, however, as is the case that's been all with all the other ages that preceded it, imitation light is everywhere. There are, there are lights all about us. False religions, self-empowerment, religious activities and exercises, social justice movements, benevolence-based endeavors, community, fraternal groups, political parties, and national governments of men. The list is endless about other false lights that can illuminate our way and bring us what we need, provide what we need. Many, many, many things imitate the light of the world. 
and deny mankind's need for the true source of light that provides the light of life. Okay, now we can use this in many different ways. I remember a brother shared, holy cow, a long time ago, 15 years ago, I heard this guy, a layman, doing a a message, a sermon at a church that we were attending briefly at the time. And he was talking about the, the principle of medicating our lives. I don't know. It's so weird how that has stuck with me. Most sermons don't last long with me. It's, it's remained with me. And what he talked about and shared was how we have all these things in our life that we give to ourselves to medicate us, to, to distract us, to entertain us, to bring us joy, to bring us satisfaction, to bring us purpose. And all these things try to fill these cracks and crevices of our being that were meant to be solely provided to us by Yahweh God. In this case, to use this clearly, by Yeshua Messiah, the one source, one light of life, the light of the world, the God-man. In other words, in a world and a church full of false lights, the light Yeshua tends to get lost or deemed entirely unnecessary. Even within Christianity now, you get Jesus at the beginning of your walk, all these buzzwords, you ask him in your heart, and then you go about your business filling your life with other lights, alternative options of light sources, if you will, to give you what? Purpose, destiny, Anything that comes at us that we grab hold of and add to our lives to give us an identity outside of this light of the world is a false light. It's a false hope. It's a false self-esteem and a false identity, in my opinion. And if our life is full of light, however it comes, even if it's this false light. Why would we need his? Why would we need the one true light of life which gives us life if we already are self-sufficient with all these other options in our life? You understand the connection I'm making? It's, it's in other words, that the one light that comes on in the room, if our whole life is illuminated by false light and the whole room is glowing brightly and Yeshua Messiah, the light of the world, is there as well, he just gets lost in all the other light of our life. He gets lost and we're not entirely dependent upon him like I was that light this morning. And that's what I felt when that light was flickering. The second that that started happening, I felt that in my spirit, like this verse, he is the light of the world and he is the light that gives life because he, he is my absolute source. My absolute strength, and when, when without that light, I have nothing but darkness. I have nothing else. I have nothing else to put my hope in, to place my identity in. So we have to ask these questions that I've been doing today to examine the source of what lights up our everyday activities. In life, what false light is illuminating our way that is not the one true source of light? 
Yeshua Messiah. He alone gives us the light of life. Of course, we also know that Yeshua told his followers that they, we are, you are, is what he said, the light of the world. Now, that was, of course, not for everyone. That's not just this this bucket full of confetti that you jump, you pour out onto a crowd and whoever it lands on, it's true for. That is not true. He's talking to a specific people that we don't have time to get into today, but you are the light of the world. <laughs> the ones who walk in my ways, keep the commands of my Father, and walk in the likeness of me, myself, in my shadow, and my footsteps, you are the light of the world. Same light. In Greek, it's phos. P-H-O-S, false. Before we get too presumptuous, though, we must equally remember a not as popular verse. <laughs> Luke chapter 11, verse 35. Then what? This is Yeshua again. Then watch out that the light in you is not darkness. What? How can light be darkness? Well, <laughs> light can be darkness? That's what's going to lead us into part two. Level two. Why? Because, friends, I, I, I feel such, and I'm telling you, that I don't understand it, but in this hour, for the last, I don't know, shoot, over a month now, I just feel this raging inferno in me to warn the church, the, the slumbering bride, to warn her to wake up from her slumber and, and rub that sleep out of her eyes because she's not seeing clearly. As I'm always saying, she's distracted and she's just operating this worldly natural echelon of, of activities and functions, totally distracted by the evil one. Distracted, allured by what he's presenting. Buying in wholeheartedly and missing the undergirding issue, which in this case is going to lead us to one source, one light of life, Yeshua Messiah, level two where we are going to talk about this here, when he told his followers, watch out that the light in you is not darkness. What in the world is he talking about? I'd like to present in humility that I'm going to answer that question in level two. Because if we don't understand that the light that we operate according to can, in fact, be darkness, and we don't even know it, then, friends, it's a hands-down sure thing. We're walking in the darkness. And as I said in the last podcast series, it kind of make, makes me chuckle when I think about it. Until your eyes are open to see, you won't be able to see. Until we see, we can't see. So we need to pray into this. We need to ask the Father, what in the world is this? Yeshua, what is he saying? Watch out that the light in you is not darkness. So we're going to wrap up this. I told you it was going to be short. I can do that now. But we're going to go down a little bit. We're going to go down some floors in level two. And I'm just going to tell you, and it's okay, this stuff is not for everyone. When I start digging out the foundations of America and examining each human being and, and philosopher and deity and pagan, pagan, pagan that's inside the, the Supreme Court of the United States, people love saying, this guy's lost his mind. Hey, look at this guy. You know what? People don't want to know things that are like hard for us to cram into our little 
We like things to be the way we've been handed them. We want truth, but only when it fits, when it goes alongside with what we've already been told. These things are just, they're just odd. They're just strange. And I believe they are absolutely true. So we're going to go down a few floors in the next part of the series. So stick around if that interests you. If you want to know something that could literally change your entire life, we're going to expose some more foundations. This is not political now. It's not. This is, this is a much different shift. This isn't political. This is much bigger. This is eternal. This is going back to the Garden of Eden and, and something that was set in place, in motion, that's permeated all the way through the ages and is right here front and center and is deceiving millions of Christians. And the rest are, are, are neck deep deceived, but it's, it's swallowing up the elect ones as well. I don't want that to be me or, or you, friend. So let's see what we can do. We're going to dig into level two coming up next. You've been watching the Path to Zion podcast, video edition right here on YouTube. Thank you for following along. Find us online, pathtozion.com. If you don't want the videos, all of these are, are taken out and extracted and placed there at pathtozion.com in audio form only. 24-7, you can find them there archived. Go do that. Send us an email, Podcast at gmail.com. We will be back with level two right after this. Amen.